The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Annie O'Connell is a busy mum of four boys, a family physician in New York City, and now the author of The Lunar Codex, book one of The Codex Chronicles. And she's with us here just now. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Toby? I'm doing smashing, thank you. So this book, The Lunar Codex, of course, book one from The Codex Chronicles, how would you describe what it's about? So it's more of a coming-of-age book. It initially yeah. started out, it was uh, more supposed to be seeing how young teenagers uh, kind of traverse life. Um, and yeah. as it went along, uh, it started taking more of a fantasy type of role. Um, it's really, I have four boys. Um, so the, the main characters were kind of a, a smorgasbord of my boys all mixed into um, each of the characters. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's it starts off with uh, our main character learning about his history where his parents had died unexpectedly when he was three and his struggles through life of trying to figure out who he is as he's uh, being moved around a lot because of the the aunt and uncle that had adopted him and the frustration that he was experiencing because he was never really able to make any friends. Yeah. And then eventually he hits point in life where he's at this new location. He is making friends and then his entire life turns upside down um, and, <laughs> and things kind of get a little crazy from there just as things seem to be getting normal they take a completely different turn for him yeah and it's interesting you say that some of the characters are based on your own boys because there are such strong characters in the book that you actually believe that they exist in real life (laughs) yeah each of them um Really, Jace, which is the main character of the book, is um, a little bit of a a, a tweak between my two younger boys. So I have a 16-year-old who, when I first started writing the book, was 14, about to turn 15, hence the reasoning for the aging. Uh, A lot of his mannerisms, his characteristics are in Jace himself. Um, At the time, I also had my five-year-old, who at the time was three years old, which is why his story kind of started when he was three. But his his appearance is really based off of the physical appearance of my three-year-old. Um, Marcus, who is his best friend, is definitely a combination of my two older boys with their sarcastic, witty, you never quite know what they're going to come out with, but it's usually yeah. very entertaining. 
um, personality. What inspired the specific plot? Because it's actually a really interesting idea, isn't it? It had taken many different forms, but really I was sitting... (laughs) I'm a doctor by trade, and it was during the middle of COVID, uh, and I was very stressed out, and there was a lot of stuff happening, and it was the first time that we'd really taken the chance. We got a pool for our backyard, and I was sitting in the backyard with my kids, and I was watching my now 15 and then, or my now 16 and my now three-year-old playing in the pool, and the two of them were being what boys are, just torturing each other, and I teased with my husband. I said, if it's a full moon tonight, I swear one of them's going to change, and as I was sitting there, the thought just kept kind of running in my head and running in my head and running in my head. And I said, I'll be right back. And I ran into my house. I grabbed my computer and I started plotting out this plot line. Um, it was initially, like I said, the werewolf aspect had kind of come into my thought process, but mm. I never really thought of it that way. It was just more going to be a coming of age for a teenager. And then I went back in, me and my son, my 16 year old, we always listen to fantasy novels anyway. So the uh, it, it seemed like the right path for us to take. Yeah, it is quite an interesting mix of genres, I suppose, the book, isn't it? Because it starts out really as any sort of coming of age thing. You wouldn't expect that the this werewolf twist would happen later on. Yeah, it was um, as I was going on and the more I was thinking about it, it definitely started making more sense to go in that direction. Because like I said, me and my 16 year old, we listen to those books all the time. And I said, this just makes more sense. This is this is just who we are. This is what we listen to. This is what we we read. Um, and it just it made more sense. And it made the story that much more interesting and more fun to write and uh, to run through. And I it sort of opened the possibilities for where to go with it. Um, and I just I really enjoyed once I, I kind of went definitely into that pathway. And how long did the book take you to write? So since this was my very first book <laughs> it was in the middle of COVID, um, it took me about six and a half, seven months to write um but you know with the editing and everything yeah i'd say probably a solid six and a half seven months yeah so if you were to write a second book which i'm assuming you're gonna do because it's called book one do you think it would be quicker the second time around the second book is actually finished i'm polishing off the last chapter of the second book um we definitely start delving into more of his new life um he ends up with a new set of characters that he's dealing with a new set of circumstances with his old crew that are you know still with him um but yes the second book is finished i'm my goal is to have that one out by the end of september early october wow so that's very soon indeed then isn't it yes yes (laughs) and were there any characters in the book that weren't inspired by your children or people you know in real life yes i mean um um, a lot of the characters. So uh, the uncle character um, has a lot of flavor of my father in there. A lot of his yeah. mannerisms, a lot of his uh, personality, um, his silly, goofy, yeah. we call them Steve-isms, not <laughs> a lot. As my husband was reading, he's like, wow, that's your dad. Yep, that's your dad. Uh, the main character's love interest, Izzy, her father was reminds me a lot of my husband. My husband is very analytical and he kind of, you know, very streamlined. And in the book, uh, the character is a uh, retired corrections officer. So he's very, by the book, he watches. Um, he's very in tune with what's happening. And if something doesn't make sense, 
uh, he's really kind of on it. Um, that's, that's my husband. Um, you see a little bit more of that in book two. We get to kind of read out, uh, Izzy's parents a little bit better in book two uh, than we did in book one. It's more trying to get us used to our main characters first in book one. Assuming your husband has read the book, did you tell him that that character was sort of based on him or did you let him work it out for himself? He did read it uh, and he, he was working it out himself. I mean, as he was going through it, um, even, you know, other people, situations that I've been in that I, you know, incorporated into the book, people that knew me, they were like, oh, I know exactly exactly where you got that from. Oh, I know what that was all about. I, I can totally see where you were talking about with this. Um, yes, he, he was picking up on different things and he'd kind of look at me and give me like a little smile, like, mm-hmm, I get that. <laughs> and what about your children? Do they like the book? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my 16-year-old has attempted multiple times. Um, he's a typical 16-year-old. He's got so many other things. He's not actually read it. Uh, ah. My older ones have. Um, they did like it. Um, my five-year-old obviously is not. You know, he's, he's still too young for it. Yeah. Um, but my older ones did. Yeah. I suppose they will read it eventually when they find the time. Yeah. I mean, they're all like in their own world. But the, the, the two older ones, I have a 26-year-old and a 20-year-old, they they have. Um, yeah. And the girlfriends have too, actually. Yeah. So that was always, that was nice too. I suppose it's quite hard to get them to read a book, isn't it? Even if it is your own book. Because reading books at that age, and any age really, is quite important. Oh, it absolutely is. Like I said, me and my son, um, we do a lot of traveling. Uh, so when we have to do the back and forth we usually use audiobooks um and that was my way of trying to enforce him to read so we would find different genres that i knew that he liked uh and one of them was fantasy young adult so we've been doing that probably since he's about 10 years old so like the past five six years we read all the read audiobooks um all the time yeah and i suppose particularly a book like this it could be quite important for some young children to read it or whatever age because part of the story is that jace has been moving house a lot so hasn't really had any friends long term and maybe a lot of children can relate to that if they've been in a similar situation or maybe for whatever reason they find it hard to make friends absolutely uh as as a a young child um i did do a lot of moving so i could kind of relate to his uh his plight in life where he was constantly shifting and moving about uh and yes it is sometimes difficult being that new person to walk in and how do you make those friends when there's already that uh, that group that's already been established um but i think you know with him it was seeing that him just being true to himself he was able to make those friends he was able to Mm. make those connections and he was accepted very quickly so you know sometimes the fear of the unknown is what holds you back as opposed to what would actually happen if you just opened yourself up and allowed yourself to take those steps into that uh that great unknown yeah especially in such a small town as well it's quite an achievement to make friends when there's Mm -hmm. not much choice absolutely i i mean i kind of set him up where (laughs) on the block with three people (laughs) um but yes it's uh when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. He did end up, you know, expanding and he was able to quickly make friends. And, uh, you know, that again was kind of reminiscent of my own life that going to different schools and meeting different people. And, you know, initially you're kind of shy. You don't know quite where you sit, you, you fit in, but just opening yourself up and allowing yourself that opportunity. And you quickly do become friends with people. Most people are very amenable to, you know, getting to know who you are and getting to know your story and, and you know, becoming friends. So yeah, I would definitely tell people if you're, you're nervous, don't be just open yourself up. Yeah. Now I always like to talk about the cover of books and yours mm -hmm. is pretty cool because of course you've got Jace on the cover and then a werewolf in the background with the moon it kind of gives you a good idea about what's going on yeah that cover has gone through a couple of different changes but this yeah. one um my cover designer absolutely hit it out of the park with it it was amazing um really the only thing that I had her do was just add in that red tone just to kind of give it a little bit more of a pop uh but Yes. I mean, everybody says, oh, the cover doesn't make a difference. It does. Yeah. Uh, you know, you really want to, it gives you a flavor of what exactly is happening, that it's not just the straight, regular run of the mill, coming of age, young adult, that there is some fantasy aspects to it. Uh, but no, I, I mean, the, the, the character on it, the, the whole positioning of him, it, she just, she did an amazing job. Of course, the cover is so important, as you mentioned. Maybe a lot of people forget about that, don't they? They spend mm -hmm. a lot of time thinking about the content of the book, as they quite rightly should, but forget about everything else. Absolutely. Um, you know, my initial cover, I had... Uh... It was, a, it was a very good cover, but mm. it really didn't explain what was happening. And even my husband, when he had seen it, he was like, it looks like you're giving a nature book. It was pretty much just a wolf on the cover and it had a ring behind it. And he was yeah. like, there's a moon. But he was like, I don't understand what exactly it is that's supposed to be happening here. So when we revamped the entire, the book itself and then uh, had a new cover design done, um, yes, this one was a thousand times better. You absolutely know that it's around, you know, geared towards a young, young male. 
uh, and that there's some sort of fantasy aspect to it with the wolf being in the back, kind of get a feeling that there's going to be some sort of werewolf action happening there. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's uh, much, much, much more detailed. Yeah. And of course, this story, I can really imagine it as a film or TV series. Is that something that you would like to happen? I would absolutely love to have that happen. Mm. Um, you know, talking with my husband, whenever I would go and I'd write it, he'd be like, how do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> and I would say a lot of it, it's almost like watching it happen in my head and I'm just transcribing what I'm seeing yeah. happen. Um, so, I mean, I could I, I could vividly see some of the scenes in my head. I can imagine how it would look on film um, because I want to do it in a couple of different books. I plan on doing five books for this particular series. Wow. You know, maybe even like a TV series might be better for it. Um, but it, it, yes, I can absolutely. I think everybody that writes, that's the one thing that they always think of how this would look on TV, who would yeah. play what character and what it would look like and how it would be interpreted. But yes, I would love to see it on TV or film. Is it a good idea to think about it as TV when you're writing? Because on the one hand, maybe that helps you be very descriptive. But then I suppose at the end of the day, you're writing a book, not a screenplay. So maybe do you have to forget about that. You do. I mean, again, it's, you know, like I'm not giving direction as to where they're going, but it's, yeah. I know for me, whenever I read, I always like to have as much description as I can about scenery and whatnot. Not. So I kind of have an idea, you know, is it fall? Is it spring? Is it cold? Is it not? What are they wearing? What do they look like? You know, obviously, no matter what you do, you're always going to formulate what the character is going to look like in your head and what the scene is going to look like in your head. But I like to have enough imagery behind it that I can really kind of start making this tactile picture for me to really feel and sense and smell um, as I'm reading. So I like to do it as I'm writing as well, too. Yeah. And of course, you mentioned that when you were writing it it just sort of came to you were you surprised by some of the twists in there yourself yes um <laughs> there, there's there was a lot of i i mean my husband jokes because i have a whole section in my computer where i could probably write three books just from the chapters that i've actually pulled out mm. um because the, you know it just wasn't flowing the way that i wanted but you know you'd sit there and you'd start writing and then i'd go back and i'd read and I'd be like "Ooh, that makes more sense if i go this way as opposed to that way mm. so I was a little bit of you know when you're writing they call you either a pantser or a plotter I, I would try to plot I'd kind of have a rough skeleton of it but a lot of it became pantser writing I you know just as I was sitting there I'd be like no this makes more sense or the conversation would turn in a different direction than what I had anticipated it going and I'm like I like this much better and you know just kind of run with it yeah absolutely when you're not writing what kind of things do you like to get up to my family and I, we love to travel. Uh, so, you know, we're constantly, we haven't really been able to do any of our uh, extensive traveling that we usually do, yeah. but, you know, we definitely like to head down to Florida. Our, a lot of our family is down there. So mm. we actually just got back from my sister-in-law's wedding. Um, wow. So we were down there for a week. Um, I enjoy hanging out with my friends. Uh, you know, we have a lot of different organizations that are in our town. So my kids are very active in them. So we're constantly going to sports functions and, 
uh, we have back deck parties with our, our friends that are out here too. Um, I like to crochet. <laughs> Don't do it as much as I used to because usually my free time I'm breaking out my computer and writing anymore. Mm. Um, watching movies and you know listening to our audio books. Yeah, I suppose crochet is something that can pass the time away. Yes, it does. Um, it for me that was part of my. Uh, it was very cathartic as well while I was going through COVID. You know, just something yeah. that repetitive motion just kind of help calm you down and relax yourself. Yeah, and then I found. My writing was a, a little bit more enjoyable than even what I could create with uh, crocheting. So, like I said, my, my writing kind of took over. Yeah, I suppose they're both things that you can do to relax. But then again, is writing a little bit more stressful because you have to focus a bit more maybe and come up with ideas? Yes and no. I It's... Um... For me, because I've been working with these this group of characters now for almost two years, it's almost like when I pull out my computer and I start working again, it's almost like rekindling a friendship and kind of mm. catching up with where we were. Uh, so yes, it can get very stressful. My husband always tells me like, relax, there's no like, there's no, you know, you don't have to put this much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's I, you know, I want to, I want to see how it ends. I want to get them to that end point. I want to follow through with their story. It's a little bit of my part a uh, type a personality so i i do i will put stress on myself to try to get scenes done and catch up and make sure that i'm keeping the flow going uh but in the end i actually i really do enjoy and you know once i go back and i reread what i've done i'm like wow you know this is very enjoyable for me i like watching people read my book or hearing their their stories at the end of oh wow i really liked what you did here it was amazing that the twist was amazing um that's i think the most enjoyable part of putting something like this out there is hearing what other people think of what you've pretty much dedicated half a year of your life into doing yeah absolutely that must be quite an important part of it because if you spent half a year writing a book and nobody mentioned anything about it to you it wouldn't really motivate you to do another one would it absolutely um yeah it would probably be a little a little upsetting a little crushing but um but people seem to be enjoying it um that i've talked to um i haven't had any real negative criticism about the book everybody seems to enjoy the flow of it uh so it definitely it gave me nice good motivation to continue and move on to book two and i'm starting the outline for book three uh and like i said i i have a rough idea of where i'm going through to book five but um you know taking them book by book as i go and do you know time scale about books three four and five or are you just gonna see how it goes book two took me a little bit longer than i wanted to because i was trying to relaunch book one yeah. uh, but now that i'm kind of getting the process down of what i need to do and how i have to have it done i'm hoping that i can have book three uh by like around christmas time um book four by like the springtime book five by like the summertime so I'm um, I'm trying to as I'm going trying to keep them moving a little bit faster. Uh, it's like I said, the first book was definitely it was a learning experience trying to figure out what I had to do, who I had to talk to, who was yeah. responsible for what. Um, but now that I'm kind of getting the 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 hang of what needs to be done and the process and everything, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find book one, the Lunar Codex? You can find it on Amazon, Audible, uh, Google Play, iTunes. And- Uh, Barnes and Noble. Excellent. Well, many thanks for coming on today. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you as well. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.